Hi, welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. I hope you're having a great day and all is well and you've been able to get things accomplished and it was a perfect day. And when I say perfect day, meaning no bad moments. And even if there was a bad moment, it was just a moment. And I think about coping. How are we coping with life? How are we coping with situations? How are we coping with people? Uh, I was reluctant to go and look up the definition of coping so I'm gonna have to like be shooting from the hip kind of thing which I have been doing with the podcast and I'm thinking that it has to be a little bit more structured um and it still would be authentic I believe even if I um have a beginning a middle and an ending and I had somebody um, one time, I was talking, I was saying that I had learned how to worship and they thought like, well, how you learn how to worship? And it was fabricated. I said the same way how you learn how to urinate, (laughs) the same way how you learn how to play a piano, the same way how you learn how to sing. How you learn how to walk. You learn and then it becomes your own. You you put the pieces together the same way how you learn a skill, a skill set. Everything we never we not we don't come into the world um actually demonstrating what we know. It has to be pulled out of us. Some things we say are nurtured, some things are and innate and even in those things that are innate they have to be pulled out of you they have to be cultivated in order to come to full maturity and completeness which is the definition in the biblical of perfect a lot of times we have these words that you know judgment perfect love you know these words that we coin and put our own definitions to it and then some of them have negative connotations or um, this 100% kind of thing which we already say that we can't be 100 and even though people are like I'm being 100 I'm being 100 even authentic conversation being 100 and it goes to the definition of it but learning how to be the best you and your gifts and your talents. Um, I've been fortunate to be around people, whether, and I've said something about this before, but whether employers or, you know, adults that pulled out of me the best or pushed me towards being the best or being better. And since I've experienced that, I know it exists and that's what I personally need. Like, I can't tell other people what they need. I know what I need. I know 
what helps me to be a better me. And when I'm not feeling like a better me, I know that there's something missing. And when you've gone through certain levels of life, you want to continue to go to other levels. You don't want to plateau or be stagnant or go backwards. You want to go to other levels and you need to be around people that's going to help you to grow and to be the best you. It can't stop at 20. It can't stop at 30. You know, you don't. people don't stop at certain ages um, if they have people around them that is keeping them motivated, keeping them interested, um, helping them to develop, helping them to be the better, them be- their better selves. I think about with technology, when you have, you know, it came into a time where people, older people who hadn't even known about the computer or the tablet or the phones or whatever, like someone had to teach them how to use the phone. And then, of course, they had to have a desire to want to use it because you have people who don't want to use technology at all. But I feel like if you don't use it, you kind of get lost or you kind of get ignored because, again, you're not moving with society. You're not moving with where they are. And so I'm always impressed when I see people of certain ages using technology and using it well um whether it be the internet the whether it be the telephone the cell phone um the tablets text messaging on facebook instagram they realize like they have to be a part of it or they'll be lost and ignored and now they've been taught that and it has become their own and so they don't need somebody now to tell them certain things or even if they do need a little bit of help it's still helping them to improve and that's the whole point about what we supposed to do is helping one another to improve and so those are that's one of my thoughts and then again you know enhancing um my ability to use this podcast um, in the best way possible, beneficial to myself and those that are listening. And I can't, you know, stress enough. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this, um, another part of this, another part of my journey with me. And um, again, um, you can email me at a Oh, sorry, A-C-W-K-I-M at Outlook.com. And please share. Don't hesitate to share because, again, that's how I get better, getting feedback and, you know, and what, you know, people say good good publicity, bad publicity, whatever. It's all good. Um, I'll take it for what it is. But I really want it to... um, grow and I don't know how far it's gonna go but you know we'll see and so I was thinking about coping and how do we cope with stuff and I realized that a lot of people have poor coping skills and aren't able to deal with life as it's happening um our young people even some adults I mean there was a man who um 
flew his plane or flew a plane, his plane, a plane into his house based on um, a judgment that he received and he died in the plane and in a plane crash and the house, um, his spouse and his child live. But I'm like, I don't think he coped really well with the decision, whatever it is. I don't know all of the story or you have um, people doing heinous things because of poor coping skills. And I wonder, you know, you you just never know what's going to make somebody snap. And I get so frustrated with knowing that people would continuously push and push and push and push and push and push and push somebody in hopes that they would snap, in hopes that they would lose it, in hopes that, you know, um, I guess they would be gratified or whatever if the person loses it or whatever. I don't know. Or they could be like, told you. <laughs> you know, um, that frustrates me. I, I, sit and, I mean, and I'm, I'm able to understand how people do stuff, you know, how people end up um, harming somebody or robbing somebody or do, you know, and again, to the average person, it's like, well, what was their situation? What was it? It's because they had poor coping skills and they had poor counsel or no counsel or because nobody um, saw, saw them and was able to help them and they was at the end of their rope and they let go and they had no anchor and they had no faith and they had no nobody no seed and then the enemy came in and 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 played on that and manipulated it and allowed them to um gravitate towards evil and towards um bad and then it's like how do you recover from that and most of the time they don't recover most of the time it's psycholo- it becomes a psychological thing um, or it becomes they passed away thing or they died thing. And I, I wonder what the remedy is. How do we fix that when we see it happening a lot more than it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago? You know, before it was like these isolated incidences. Now it's just more and more prevalent in our lives when we turn on the news and not even when we turn on the news you're just going somewhere socially and somebody's like oh did you hear about so and so or did you hear about this or this is what happened and it's like the shock value has depleted um immensely because of the mere fact that it's just becoming a rampant widespread thing and you know that hindsight 2020 thing that they deal with or now you know they're starting to heighten security more and my thing is you know being vigilant and staying vigilant and that is where we are in our world right now um and 
yeah, it would be nice to be able just to, you know, not have to think about these things and not have to address them. But the reality is we do have to address them and we do have to think about them. You know, if people are walking up into churches and killing people, if people are walking up into businesses and killing people, if people, you know, like just on a random day, like it's just like a random day. It ain't it ain't a holiday or a weekend or nothing. Just a, a random day. These things is ha- these things are happening, and you know how do we minimize them? How do we prevent them? I'm a big person about uh, prevention. Like what they say, uh, ounce of prevention is worth is worth a pound of cure or something like that. And again, it's like, oh, well, it's no big deal. I don't have to worry about it. It's not me. It's not mine. And again, you know, when you think about how things are happening, it's nothing but the grace of God that is not me and it's not mine. So it's not you and it's not yours. You know, and sometimes, somehow, sometimes it just seems to be so close, you know. And then we're like, oh, well, not us, not here. And you pray and you hope but again what part do we have in in it what part do we have in preventing what part do we have in um protecting and serving irrespective if we you know don't sign up if you will because even as citizens, there's a level of um, duty for us. It's a level of due diligence on our part. Um, and so I think about how we're coping, how we're dealing with stuff, how we're healing, how we are preventing some things, you know, how we are masquerading some stuff. And I think, I I really do, I think about it all the time. And you want to always, and I say this all the time, you know, you want to be able to go home and tell a story. And we know that it's more and more. It's just happening more and more. Um, And I don't know, I, I, I mean, I don't have the answer to why it's happening other than what what kind of my mind is not having some moral compass and not having um, good counsel. That's so important. Or having people able to um, discern what's happening and wanting to intervene. I think that, you know, we've gotten to a place of not intervening for whatever reason. You know, not being involved and looking the other way and turning a blind eye and rather talk about the situation or the person as opposed to being able to help and I get it like you know people may not be able to help you know and or be able to refer you to help I get that too and then you know it's up to the individual I guess of admittance and wanting help um, and I, you know, and it actually, you know, like what makes you qualified. So, you know, um, 
I have degrees, a couple of them. <laughs> um, and in those degrees, I have background in sociology. I have um, background in psychology. Um, I have background in theology. And so, and I, yeah, my stuff is certified. <laughs> and so, um, it gives me somewhat of some information about how, what are the dynamics of humanity and why we function the way we function and why we think the way we think and why we act the way we act. And it also gives me a level of background in spirituality and um, God and I make up with religion and how all of that came about. And so I do have some level of um, credence, if you will, in speaking what I'm talking about. And I'm, I'm not a big proponent. I don't promote a lot of my certifications or anything like that because I know people who have them and it ain't worth the paper that is written on, you know, and I think the people who sign it don't even know. And that's sad, right, where you have um, people who have gotten degrees and either they aren't able to put them to work or, you know, just have them for show and then actually study and, you know, just maneuvered their way through whatever and got the degree. And now, you know, it's, you know, respect me for this. But again, when it comes to putting it in practice, it's just really hard to tell. And then you have people who have done the work and, you know, they don't say anything about it, which I seldom don't. But the only reason why I'm speaking about it at this moment is because I think that when I talk about stuff, I, I think listeners have a right to say, okay, well, you know, what gives you the right to say anything? Is this just your feelings or anything like that? No, it's not just my feelings. Um, it's some... It's not just my feelings. Um, it's a part of it. I'm passionate about a lot of stuff. I'm passionate about the things that I do talk about. But I do have um, a background in these things. And so those are the things I talk about. And then I have some experience. Because irrespective of whether you have degrees, when you have experience, a lot of times that kind of um, helps, right? Because you have some practical application to that in which you're talking about or that in which you're dealing with. And then I think age um, helps a great deal. I dare not tell it. Because <laughs> um, they say a woman that tell her age tell anything um, and whatever. So, um, yeah, I dare not tell it. But again, I do think that I, I have some qualifications in speaking and on this platform in regards to the things that I'm talking about. And a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, you don't need any formal education. You just need to be astute of what's happening in society. And you can kind of surmise that it's coping. People have bad coping skills. You know, can't sit by themselves. I remember um, there was a blackout one day and people were just really really frantic 
And since I've experienced blackouts before, um, I was able to be okay, right? And not freak out. And, you know, they teach you, you know, make sure you get your candles because now it's hurricane season too. So make sure you have your candles, make sure you have your flashlight, make sure you have a little portable radio, you know, stuff like that. And to keep calm, but people who either haven't been taught how to deal in a blackout or um, don't have personal solace, like, it's a freaky out situation, you know, the because the electricity is off and it's off for miles and it might be off for days, you know, fortunately with technology being what it is and you know, it's, it's really not long before the lights are back on. But in the meantime, you know, that moment in time and people, oh my goodness, people not being able to deal without their phones. And I find myself even now where I'm like, I'm good, but still it's like, where my phone at? <laughs> even if I don't use it. And, and it's like, it has become a part, so much a part of us that, you know, if you don't have it and you can't use it or for whatever reason how are you able to deal how are you able to communicate are you okay if you can't communicate if you if you know would it be okay if no one is able to reach you or you can't reach anybody and you know what did we what what were we doing 15 20 years ago when people, you know, before I was like landlines, right? And, you know, you left, you went, you came home, you just check your messages. And now it's not like that. And this, it has gotten us to a point where we're just always available or choosing not to be available, but still available because you still have your phones. And so, you know, they, they're doing it now, you know, having people take, got to now have a couple of days without technology at all or um you know when you're out on meals put it away because it's just rude and now it's no longer rude anymore to sit in the company of somebody and be on your phone whether you reading a book or texting or um responding or anything like that it's normal now it is normal people don't have eye contact anymore um they can't put it down for more than five minutes. Uh, our children have it, and and they're involved in it. And it's just really not... I don't know if it's helping us and hurting us at the same time. And that's an oxymoron. I don't even know if that's possible. And we don't even know the ramifications of these phones until a uh, article comes out or you know five or ten years they come out and tell us and I'm not and trust me like I'm not going against the businesses or anything you know God bless y'all whatever thanks I like my phone appreciate you <laughs> but um you just wonder and you know we don't know the ramifications to our bodies to our hearing to our eyesight to um our necks you know there was an article a few years ago that said that people were gonna have neck problems because they're always like bent over looking at their phones um like even with the typewriters and the computers well typewriters they always you know people end up getting carpal tunnel from typing all the time or 
you know, eyesight, having to get glare screens and stuff like that. And of course, you know, they don't put out those um, messages upon purchasing or upon saying that it's a need and you have to be down with it and, you know, stay up kind of thing. But how do we cope without them? And are we able to cope without them? Um, and of course, the first answer for most people, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> until you ain't got it, or until it ain't there, until you can't find it, until you have to go back and get it, until, <laughs> until you know, you think it's lost, until, and then everything is now on your phone, which is crazy to me. So everything is on your phone now, and then they got facial recognition and stuff like that. And oh my goodness. And so it becomes like your lifeline. And that is crazy. That's crazy. Your lifeline. And it's still an item. It's a thing. And again, I'm not down in companies or corporations or whatever because that's what they're there for, you know. But irrespective of whether it's the TV or the phone or a lot of these things that we use, um, they have to be put in proper perspective, I believe. And we get so used to them, we, we, we're not able to deal when we don't have them. And then the question is, well, why should I have to deal without it if I got it, right? And it's just like, well, maybe a balance. And then that thing is, oh, well, I'll do it for a couple of days and I'm good. But maybe we should do it more often within a year, right? Not a couple of days throughout the year, but more often in a year. And see how we're able to cope. Because again, I think about if the system goes down. Like it has, I mean, I remember one day I went to like three bank tellers, three ATM machines, and none of them was dispensing because something they were doing something with the system and it's not like there wasn't money in the bank with my name on it but I couldn't get to it I've been in the store where you know the system goes down and you can't purchase anything unless you have cash you know that's happened and so and you have people that will freak out because of that and again we don't get to say <laughs> we don't get to say on what level a person freaks out. Now, we can, after the fact, be like, oh, was they was doing the most. But at the end of the day, when somebody freaks out, you don't get to, like, say at the point when they freaking out. You only get to say something after the fact. Because once they freaking out, they freaked out. Like, they're going, that's it. It's a wrap. And so, oh. Thinking about that, thinking about coping, thinking about how do we cope in situations, um, how do we deal, and we really don't get to tell the next person how to, but I think also we can't, we got to be careful not to be those people or the system or that person that would push that person to freak out. And then you say, well, that's on them. Yeah, but then you like an accessory before, during, and after the fact. And 
I don't know why it is the way it is, but what do we do because we know what it is. We know that there's situations that's just created to see how we're going to respond and how we're going to act and if we're going to freak out. And then how do you not respond and or how do you respond and not freak out and not react? You know, how? And it's, 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 it's a challenge. I think it's a challenge. I think, you know, it's a level of maturity. It's a level of putting it in perspective. Like, putting things in perspective. And what's worth it. And then picking your battles. And um, being mindful that there are people that, you know, have jobs to do. And there are people who are, you know, bought, purchased, sold out for certain things. Um, that people are still hurting people are some people are just not well at all um and being able to discern that from day to day I think about even when I'm driving or driving like you know I talked about this before not having road rage and you know, being able to chill and relax at a light. And, <laughs> you know, um, and being patient and waiting. And then depending on where you live, it's easier, right? Because if you live in a city, like a big city, it's, it's not as easy because everything is fast and there's just a lot of people and, you know, um, you just gotta go and you gotta be on your guard all the time like that's just in a big big city in smaller cities or in the country it's kind of different because you don't have the mass amount of people that you have to deal with when you're doing business transactions or interactions so that makes it a lot easier and then you have this oh my goodness this phone thing like when you call people calling for business and <laughs> you gotta wait and you gotta talk to a computer now oh Ooh, you gotta have some good coping skills <laughs> you gotta have some good coping skills because I think it's so rude I think it's so rude not to give a person who you're doing business with another person that you have minimized them to talking to a computer for a long length of time when they should be able to talk to a person because they're doing business and you're taking their money and for whatever reason, whether they need to figure out something or not figure out something, whatever it is, give them a person to talk to. And the fact of the matter is people are being erased and now it's these computers. And again, I'm not going against businesses. I'm just saying find a medium. And I guess you do. Like, you got to wait five and six prompts and press this and press that and do all of this stuff to get to a person. 
And it's like, well, you think it makes people life easier. And then, you know, again, you got direct this and you got press this and you got automatic this and automatic that. So you don't even have to deal with a person. God bless you. Whatever. But again, certain things, I think that it's just so impersonal. And when you're taking somebody's money or dealing with somebody and they're a customer and customer service has depleted tremendously and anybody now could do it, right? Attitude, not attitude, rolling their eyes, not rolling their eyes, on time, not on time, whatever. Anybody could do customer service now. Um, And no offense to people who really respect and love customer service and good at your job. God bless you. (laughs) But as a consumer, when you see, you know, and it's like in person, you just give me whatever and not and on the phone I just get whatever and yet and still because you know there's a need you want to buy into the services and again we're taught that we need these things so you know the coping ability to either deal without it or learn to deal and deal with the people in the process to get your product so yeah it's, it's coping. It's coping. Imagine my face. Imagine my face.